Hello. Huron, how you doing for Seeking Knowledge Podcast family? Huron season 13, episode 11. I have a guest in that I'm man, just special. Like, when I say she's special, I met her on the Owl app. Her name is Miss Greco. Like, she's a, hope I said your last name right. She's a TV show host, a motivational speaker, and she's a mindset and nutritious coach. I met her on the Owl app. Y'all, y'all, can y'all hear me? I met her on the Owl app. Tap into the Owl app. But this is season 13, episode 11, and I got Miss Colin Greco in. And I'm going to shut up. How are you, how you doing today? Good morning. How you doing, Marcus? I'm Marcus. great. Why did I just call you Marcus? That's crazy. <laughs> All good. Nothing but love, my friend. How are you doing today? Uh, no, I'm great. I'm actually just getting off of... Uh, I'm actually just get, getting off of another podcast. I was just on somebody else's podcast getting interviewed. So I'm doing good. I'm amazed. Now I'm here with you. Well, it's an awesome day. I'm in Boston and the sun is out and, you know, it's like it just can't get any better than this. I'm in Texas right now. I don't know. This weather's so crazy. One minute it be hot, it be cold. I don't know what to say about the Texas weather. But I'm enjoying life, though. I'm, I'm enjoying life. It's one thing I can't say. So... Um, Miss Greco, you have a lot going on for yourself. You wanted to share share a little bit about yourself to the um to the um, seeking knowledge supporters and listeners like this. They let them. They want to know Miss Greco. <laughs> I would love to. I am Colleen Greco. Hi everyone. Um, I'm a, a joyologist, and I would bet that you've never worked with a joyologist before. I'm one of one. I'm really proud of that. Um, and I really help people to, you know, feel amazing in their own skin, reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life. I do that through a variety of mindset coaching and nutrition coaching techniques, because I really do firmly believe in my heart, A, that joy is a birthright, but B, we only have, a, you know, a number of days left. For some of us, it may be three or five. For others, it may be three to 30,000, right? But either way, we have a number of days left and I want people to maximize those days by feeling amazing in their own skin and really marching towards their true potential. I love it. I love it because it's, it's crazy. Like a lot of people don't even know their potential. A lot of people have potential, but they don't tap into it. Um, they don't tap into it. So they just really go through life just wondering. Yeah. So... I like the title Joyology, and you just like, how did you come up with that term? Was it something you was experiencing in life? That yeah, yeah, I'll go through the story. I, you know, and um, I, I will say, you know, trigger warning for for folks listening that it, I did go through a trauma, and I'll go through that. But I always like to prepare people because it can feel like a bomb was dropped. <laughs> But, no, I went through um, in life too, so I can relate to you. I went through trauma in my life since eight years old when I got placed in foster care. So I know how I know I went through it too. Well, I appreciate that, and I, I think you know, for me, we we have two children, and uh, about six years ago, one of them attempted suicide, and that was a really um, jarring moment, as you might imagine, in our life. We had a really hard time coping with it. We didn't have any doctors or therapists that were willing to help us because my son was 10. Nobody wants to deal with a 10 year old attempting suicide. It's, it's a pretty heavy topic. 
And so initially I'll admit that I did not handle it well. I ate and drank up to, I think I gained about 50 pounds and I had never really had much of a weight problem before, but I did then. And as I started to piece the, you know, the moments of our life back together in order to be the best example for him and help him recover and heal, I had to do some healing myself. And so I sought the help of a nutrition coach. And as I was, as I was losing the weight, I was about 35 pounds down at this point of the story. I asked him if he was going to help me develop strategies so that I never get back to this place in my life again, like help me to do this once so that I can go on living the rest of my life. And he said, I'm not your therapist. And I thought, wow, okay, well, you just gave me an idea. And so I decided this is what people need. They need to, I mean, anybody can lose weight, but in order to make that lasting change, it's all about, you know, getting into your mind and retiring those stories that you have stuck on repeat. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'll never make enough money. Whatever, whatever the story is, everybody has them. I'll tell you, um, ooh, yeah. I tell people that like your words are powerful. So when I tell people this every day, your words are powerful. So when you constantly speaking defeat over your life, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And look, universe, I'm not speaking this over my life. I'm just speaking. I'm just sharing an example. But when people say that, they ain't doing them but creating their reality. So every time you think negative or say something negative or say I'm not good enough, that's all you're going to get results that's going to fit in showing you're not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. You wonder why it, you know, kind of keeps happening to you because you're inviting it. Um, And that is a tough pill to swallow when you realize, wow, if I just got out of my own way and invited all of that abundance in, what a different life I would lead. And that's exactly what happened. I started coaching, um, you know, this was like four and a half years ago when I started coaching and the whole, um, joyologist term just came to me on a walk I I thought how do I connect you know nutrition coaching and mindset coaching to you know a higher purpose like really the whole point is joy I don't care if you are bikini body ready or you know board short ready I care that you live in joy and a lot of it stems from the way we treat our bodies the food we put in our bodies that completely affects our mental health because it can it affects your hormone creation and your hormone production. So, you know, people don't always see the connection between the terms. And so joyology to me was kind of that umbrella term that everything I do fits under. And ultimately I want people just embracing joy and embracing abundance at every turn because it's there for them if they invite it in. I love it because I like how you said that um, people don't realize, and, I, and I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for a year, by the way. I need to become a snackitarian because I snack a lot. If that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but I'm a awesome. And people don't realize the foods you eat do play some with your mental. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, um, like when I used to eat meat, like I used to be sluggish, like lazy. Didn't want to do nothing. But now since I'm a vegetarian, I have a lot of energy. So I do agree with you. Like, 
nutritious and mental do go in because if you put the right foods in there, the right foods that belong in there, you can think clearly. When you fill yourself with all this nonsense, you're not thinking, like thinking clearly. I do agree with you because, and I see why the, the term joyology came out of it. It's like mental nutrition. It all play a part, like health as well. Yeah. Well, and, and find me one person that doesn't want to live in joy, right? Like that is to me the ultimate goal. And when you talk about, you know, when you were having a lot of meat, it was making you sluggish. Well, you know, our bodies have amazing memories. And you probably thought back to a time when you were, I don't know, 15 or 25 or, you know, maybe you haven't hit 25 yet. I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge. But I'm 37 years old. How old? I'm 37 years old. 37. Okay. Well, so, okay. You remember back to those days when maybe you could, you know, eat anything you want and you think, Hey, I used to be able to do this. Right. Exactly. Your body changes, your environment changes, your emotions change, all of it changes. And so we have to learn kind of like how the body operates. We have to learn about gut health and that is your intestines. That's where your hormones are created and absorbed. And if that isn't in optimum health, all the rest of it breaks down. The things that get sent to your brain are not as efficient or not as abundant. The way that your organs operate isn't as efficient. Your sleep is disrupted. You know, you're irritable for, you know, whatever reason. And so it's all connected to food. Draco, I heard you say, important. can you speak on the importance of the gut health? Because a lot of people don't know the food that they eat. It really be stored around the little gut. So I'm with a company called My Daily Choice, and they have some energy. It's some energy drinks. It's organic, and it it's called Exitram, and it work. It got some um some enzymes in there that help with your gut gut for gut flora, like move mm -hmm. all that excess. Can you speak on the importance of how the gut needs to be? Because all that backup can really it can really harm you. Oh yeah, I mean, so your the whole digestive process requires a lot of you know, enzymes and a lot of other things to make sure that it works properly. Back in the day, like our parents' generation or our grandparents' generation, there weren't all of these, um, you know, processed foods or additives or preservatives that our bodies don't recognize. We have that today in our foods, but we didn't back then. And so it kind of feels like it's a new movement, but that's because like the food source and the food options have changed. But as you're digesting food, the body tries to break it down. And there's only a certain amount of time to do that before it discards something as waste. And so like alcohol is a great example. The body sees that as poison, which technically it is, right? <laughs> it doesn't know what to do with that. And so like, let's say you had like a really healthy salad with a beer. The body doesn't treat the salad the same way as somebody who had the salad with water, because the body is trying to get rid of the beer first. It's like, that is poison. I've got to take care of this. So the salad doesn't get properly digested. And a lot of times that can get converted to sugar and stored as fat, even though it's a salad. Said, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so it's, it's all about, you know, making sure, and, and you don't have to be perfect, and you don't have to, you know, live in a state of lack or 
um, restriction, but you do need to take a little bit of a, an interest in the foods that you're consuming if you want to feel better. And if you don't, that's your choice too. But if you want to feel better, it all starts with the food and it takes about two weeks in order for you to start to feel a little bit better once you have taken control of your intake because the lining of your small intestine sheds every seven days. So you want to get through at least one cycle and see you will start to feel better. And so that's a lot of what I work on with clients. Some clients, it's not even weight loss, it's gut health, right? It's just understanding why they're feeling the way that they're feeling and which foods they are reacting to because what they react to and what you react to are different. Totally different. So that's why I really wanted you to speak on that because people need to realize the gut is really that's important. Like, and I I just realized that a couple uh, months ago when I got with the company MDC and I started taking this um, energy drink and how I was helping with the, my gut, I was like, I really feel better. Like, you start you, you like you said, you notice a change in your body. You know when you put the right things in your body. You, you notice the change so you can think clearly like when i like i said i've been a whole year um miss greco that i've been a vegetarian so mm-hmm. i have so much energy i see the change in my body like it's be times like i'm knowing it to be sleep but it's like that extra the extra boost to kick in i was like well, i can just get this done and be head of the game and so i just man i love I, I love the whole journey you on like that's the joy allergies i love that like because that's me that's the first time me hearing that term and I know you came with that term because it's basically the term joyology represents you because which is basically represents your story like I'm gonna go through this I'm gonna go through that even though it was traumatic but I'm still joyful I'm still a joyologist I still want to spread joy I love that um now let's let me now use a tv say use a tv show host like you want to touch a little bit on that Techno. So we having a little um techno definitely, y'all. So um, but yeah, this is season 13, episode eleven. This is Miss Greco. She's a TV show host, a motivational speaker. Okay. You want to start? So here on season 13, episode you know, we got Miss Greco and, and she, you know, she's a nutritionist, she's a TV show host. I want to touch more on that, but she's about to go on to this journal, this journal she's, uh, you want to um, touch that, Miss Greco? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, we were talking about joy being a choice and, you know, making the choice to invite joy and abundance in. And I had this journal entry that I had posted online a few weeks ago, but I just keep coming back to it because, you know, I don't know if I'm patting myself on my the my back, but I just feel like it illustrates the point really well. And I said, when faced with a challenge, a trigger, which is what I call that feeling when you're like, oh, 
you know, that I, you know, I'm getting wound up about something. I call it a trigger, a trigger. When you're faced with a challenge or a trigger, always choose what feels lighter. What if I could see the scenario in another way? What if I could love myself and others through it rather than be frustrated? What if frustration was actually poison? Same with sadness and disappointment. Those things kill humans, but love makes it all grow and be vibrant. Do I want to grow or die? Do I want to have abundance or scarcity? Do I want things to feel light or heavy, bright or dark, anger or joy, happiness or sadness, good fortune or bad, possibilities or problems, color or black and white, flavor or no taste, smiles or frowns, healing or hurting. It's all a choice. Don't take the bait. And the whole point of, you know, writing that was to remind myself, even though I've been doing this for years, you still get caught off guard. You still feel, you know, sometimes attacked or triggered about something. But the the truth of the matter is it's all a choice, right? I live in Boston and I have two dogs and right now it's really cold. <laughs> and when I take them out for a walk, I can choose to focus on the fact that I'm freezing or I can look at it and say, look at how cute they are. You know, they're, they're looking, you know, they're chasing after that squirrel or looking at that bird. And I can find the joy in the moment versus the negativity. It's they're both true. They're both happening at the same time, but my energy can only go in one direction. So where do I want that to be? love it like people don't research your energy how you want your energy to be negative or positive and i tell people like man you gotta that's like you said like you gotta be in the moment like you can either focus on the negative which you think negative or you can focus on what the positive and i love how you get a negative you want me dog even though it's cold but you focusing on the moment like and That'd be the, for me, like nature, like the, the surroundings, the trees, the birds. Like, I don't know, birds be out. Yeah, it's cold, but yeah, they still out. They still hanging. <laughs> they're still, they're still out there. <laughs> Not as many of them. Yeah. But so yeah, you're absolutely. You're totally oh, yeah. right. It's it's a choice of where you want your energy to go. And yes, it's cold. That is that's a fact. But I don't need to pile on to that fact. I can pile onto this fact over here that actually adds value to my day, makes me feel better, makes me happier, gives me more joy. And that's that abundance mindset versus the I'm freezing, I'm tired, I'm cranky, I'm whatever. That's the scarcity mindset. And so part of what I do is push people towards that abundant mindset because they're both there. You're just choosing the other one. Mindset, the abundance mindset. See, and I say this because a lot of people know. I asked this question to somebody. I was like, "Do you think pretty is a mindset?" He said, "No." I asked somebody else. I said, "I said correct because you can do like this like cultural reality with your mind. So you can choose to be happy or sad with the thoughts you think. You can think of rich or poor. You can think yourself abundance life or poverty life with your um." Your thoughts. So I tell people, like you said, they go back to go back to what you said about the whole nutrition thing. You gotta eat healthy. You gotta eat right so you can function right. Like you, do you think you're gonna eat a fries and a burger and say you should go run a marathon? No, it's not gonna happen. 
Exactly right. Yeah. It's all about how you fuel yourself. And so, you know, and, and it's setting the right expectations too. I love the analogy you just used about the food, right? So you want to do this high endurance event called a marathon, yet you're going to put junk in your body. So what are you expecting your body to do? It's going to operate like junk because that's what you've given it. If you put the right fuel in there, you can run a marathon. I've run one, not sure I'll do it again. I'm still on the fence about that, but you know, it's, it's very, (laughs) well, there was some crawling, some crying, some like pleading to stop. Yeah. You did it. I had opportunity to get one when I was married with my uh, ex sister, she ran, but when she got to saying the story, how, People been running, losing the toenails and knees, all that. I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do this. You just made a bad taste of that, man. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. I had uh, back, you remember the show, The Biggest Loser? Did you ever watch that show? Yes, yes. yes yeah. I remember this. So Rudy, one of the, like, the beloved, you know, people on the show, you know, there's always like some character that people attach themselves to really well. Rudy was one of them. He's um, Mm -hmm. somewhere in the South. I forget where Alabama, maybe. And uh, oh my gosh, he was right behind me. Like the entire time. It was like, I couldn't get rid of him. And he had, I don't know, four or five trainers with him. And my husband kept saying, because my husband started running with me at mile 10 and never left my side because I needed so much help. He's like, Rudy's catching up. Oh, please. My, I know he is a saint. I, I, he did that with no training. He hopped in and just hung in there with me because I needed him. How amazing is that? But he kept saying, Rudy's right behind you. He's catching up. He's right behind you. I'm like, no, he's not. And I just keep going harder and harder. It was so funny. But, but yeah, but you know, there's another illustration. Like I completed a marathon. There's, you know, 1% of the world's population has ever attempted or completed a marathon. Or, you know, I can look at it as, wow, it took me longer than I expected. And it was a really hot day. No, I choose to say I completed a marathon. The reality is it wasn't as fast as I wanted it to be, but in Boston, it's never 92 degrees in April. So like, it was just a a weird day. (laughs) So first time for everything. And like I said, use a one percenter because you, I don't know if anybody else in your family did it, but you did. And like I said, I'm a one percenter. I don't know if anybody in my family ever um, decided to be a vegetarian, decided to be a podcast, decided to write books. I don't know. So People look at like being a one percenter as a bad thing, but it's a good thing because you're not following the masses. You're doing what you want to do, and you're not doing what everybody else think you should do. So kudos to you. I'm gonna give you a flowers for running that marathon. I just backed out of. I ain't gonna lie for. I'm like I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm gonna use my toenails. And it's funny <laughs> about losing the toenails. I actually had to have surgery. Nah, and now one of my toenails gone, but it ain't come from running no marathon. So <laughs> that's my inside. Well, you know, earlier we were talking about like people, you know, wanting to do things. And I firmly believe if there is something that you really want to do, that's your body's way of saying that's coming for you in the future. Dreams to me are out there and they're on our way towards us. It's our job to invite it in. And so I firmly believe that. And I encourage your listeners, if there's something they really want to do, 
they can. They just have to take the first step and put those pieces in place. You know, maybe adjust their mindset a little bit, maybe not. Their their mindset might be fine, but they can absolutely achieve the life that they want. It just takes taking that first step. And I tell people that I say that all the time to my listeners and to just people I meet in life. I tell everybody, like I hear people say, they like I don't remember I work at a gas station too, uh, Miss Greco. I, I'm customer service, and I hear people say like, they just waking up, like it's like two o'clock, three. I'm just getting up, get my day started. Like I'm like, bruh, sis, I've been up since like three a.m., four a.m. working on my business now. Now I'm here. Like, and I say to say this, that's you. We wasting time. You gotta use your time wisely. If you take that first step by changing the way you think, then you start using your time wisely. It all goes in. Like you start thinking right. Like if you can think clear, you are not to use your time wise. You're not to run plays wise. That's why you gotta really watch what you eat so you can think clearly. But I'm looking at people like, bro, you just waking up. Like, you know how much stuff I didn't got done, and you just waking up. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think you know, I love how you brought the food back in too, because not not. I'm not here to just push like a healthier lifestyle, but pushing possibilities. And when you don't feel great, when your gut health isn't in check, you can't even see the possibilities. But once you start to get that all, when I like to call in alignment, the possibilities are, it's like you can taste them all of a sudden, like you can see them and maybe you can't see all the steps to get there, but you know, it's there, you know, you're meant for more, you know, you know, that, that dream is close to becoming a reality. It's out there, but it's out there for you. And that's, that's the thing is like when you're sick, which is what people are when their gut health isn't in check, when you're sick, you just, you know, you're sluggish, you're tired. You can never get enough sleep. You don't want to work out. But after you start to get your gut health in check, you start to look at things differently. And you're like, Maybe I could run a mile or maybe I want to get on the bike or learn how to swim or do something, you know, uh, physically, you know, and you don't have to be, you don't have to, you know, go join a gym and work yourself out to death. But I always encourage people work out because you want your mental health to improve. That is the point of working out. It's there to create red blood cells. They go straight to your brain. They produce serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone. That's why you work out. Food. And people need to know that. I'm glad you touched on that because people need to know working out is not just a physical thing. It's more a mental thing. It's 100% mental, yes. And I know I have so many clients that'll be like, I just need to join a gym. And I'm like, all right, can we just get your food in check first? Because you've heard the the the, uh, saying that you can't outrun a bad diet. And that is true. So, you know, you're putting garbage in, you're not going to get very far. And by the way, after a few days or weeks, you're going to hate it because you feel like it's punishment. But if you do it from a place of joy, like I love to run, I love, you know, uh, like spin classes. I don't ride my bike outside because I'm confident somebody would like run me over, but (laughs) I, I like to do spin classes and stuff. And I love to do weights, but that's because it makes me feel good. It's not because I think I'm going to be jacked or, 
you know, have like a shredded six pack, those things happen because of food. The, the working out is a hundred percent mental. It's a hundred percent, you know, there to tax your, you know, cardiovascular system, which is your heart and lungs so that they operate better so that they can tolerate these things that you're asking them to do. So yeah, I, I get really passionate about fitness, <laughs> but I already know me too, because the health is well, and I understand, like I said, I'm a snagatarian, but for the most part, I have been connecting with the right people to get the, like the, the healthy snacks that I really need. Cause mm-hmm. I love the snack. It's, um, Greco. Yeah. I, love snack. I know. And my, but, my husband loves it. You know, he'll, he'll snack while he's making dinner or something like that. And he just does it mindlessly. And he doesn't realize that's an extra three to 400 calories every time he does it. And Miss Greco, can I please say something? But but you know, the funny thing about it, you know how people just snack, like I've been a vegetarian for a year or so. And I read that, I read and heard somebody say that you really put a, go to the bathroom and let the waste out of you like three or four times a day. I don't know if that was somebody just been funny, but I think that's true because what whatever you put in that it don't sit right, it's gonna eventually come out. So it's like when I snack, it's like I'm not like a couch potato. I got I got a digital weight. I just weighed myself. I'm actually I'm 195. I'm not wow. overweighted, fat, none of that. Like I still can move around. I still can go outside. Me 37, I still can go outside and play basketball and hang with the best of them. I still can get around. So I snack a lot, but it ain't like I'm just like a couch potato and, and can't get around and, oh, look at you, you, you nutty professor son. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> now, for the ladies out there, I do have to say, no shade to DeMarcus, okay? He has testosterone, we don't. And so he does have an advantage <laughs> that we don't have. But Yes, I uh, agree. <laughs> Cause I'll have, I'll have male clients that like drop 10 pounds in the first week. And I'm like, Oh, every woman in America hates you for that. It's because of your testosterone. But yeah, generally speaking, you know, if you're going to snack, that's fine. I have, I have snacks, but I make sure that they fit into my plan so that, you know, I, I don't lose sight of things, but that mindless snacking, man, that can get you into some trouble. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So that mind is snack, you just want to snack because you see it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's cute. Yep. <laughs> right. Think about it when you get had that little problem in that gut, or you see that little extra weight right there, you don't think oh, they're going to be cute. None. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I met you on the Owl app and I did some research. It say you was a TV host, TV show host. Yeah. You want to yeah. um, share? A, Details, like you want to touch on that yeah. title or that hat? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love to. Um, so my show is uh, it's a TV show and a podcast. It's called Joy Unleashed, and uh, it can be found on Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Roku, my YouTube channel, which is at the Colleen Greco, and then all the major podcast channels. Um, I think I have. I'm not as far along as you, but I have like 20 episodes, I think that have dropped. One is dropping today. So I always, I can't remember if I'm like at 19 or 21, but I'm right around 20 and then have another probably five or 10 ready to go. Um, But yeah, it's all about, it's all about joy. It's all about, 
you know, authenticity, compassion, kindness, grace. Um, everything I do is in a judgment-free zone. So I just like, you know, to hear people's stories and hear how joy has, uh, either found them, you know, through, you know, like we were talking about before trauma or tragedy where they've been able to, you know, rise above and change, you know, the narrative that they're operating under. Um, and then, and some people are like experts in the field and they just provide more like educational type of content, but it's really fun. I've really enjoyed it. And, um, it's kind of become the highlight of my week. So I love it. it. Joy unleashed. I'm definitely to tap in. Like I'm definitely going to tap in like this because joy, we all need to be joyful. Like, and I tell people, unleash your joy, even when you are you in a negative situation. See how I tied it in? Unleash your joy, even when you're in a negative situation. Because sometimes you're in that situation to test you and to bring that joy out of you. It's just how you respond. And I heard Bob Proctor say this in one of the interviews. Shout out to Bob Proctor. He was, he was a, a good mindset coach. He said, somebody's interviewing him, and he was like, so... If you drive in your car and you get stuck on the side of the road, he was like, you still got to see the negative, the positive in that situation. It's a reason why it probably happened. Maybe it's a delay because something about to happen where you're on your way to, so you need that delay. But you got to see the joyful. You got to you got at least the joy in all situations. Yeah. And that's something I had to learn because me going through foster care, and by the way, I'm going to touch on what you um said, like, I think they did you mention something about suicide or but yeah like, my... I, I just want to say this because it, it like I don't know why I'm touching on this because the reason why I'm so joyful is I'm at full of joy and passion because the life I went through, like me going through foster care and life, like I experienced life. That's why I consider myself the voice of the people. I consider myself the hope dealer. I'm the voice of all people. Whatever your initiative is, I'm the voice of all the people. But I had to start unleashing joy in my life, even though I went through so much negative situations that could have, like, really made me gave, give up in life. But I love it, though. Like, unleashing joy, I'm definitely got to tap into that because everybody needs some joy. Everybody needs to be joyful. And you're a joyologist. Like, I never heard of that. Like, so that's the title <laughs> of this is The Joyology. I love it. No, you're you're absolutely right. And everybody has a story. Some have many, some have like one major thing that happened to them. But the amazing thing is it's, it's what made you who you are today. It had to happen in order for you to get where you are today. And there might be another story waiting for you in your future also planned for you. So, you know, there was a, the, the suicide attempt was uh, my son and it was about six years ago. And there was a a phrase in um, a book by Joel Olstein called blessed in the darkness. And the phrase was trouble is your transportation. And I held on to that phrase and I have repeated that phrase. I don't know how many millions of times to just hold on because better days are ahead. And these are just tests They're just tests of my resilience and of my strength and of my ability to love. And if I love my way through it, which is the decision we made to help him heal, we are going to love the hell out of him and get him back to optimum health. And that's what we did. And he is, I, I love to say, he is annoying me like a 17 year old boy should now, right? He's, 
he's awesome. And I'm so grateful um, that that's where he is, but it's because we wrapped him in love and joy and, and just, we wouldn't let go. And I, I could never have imagined that he would be where he is today. He had an entire year where not one friend reached out to him after the suicide attempt. It was an entire year. And for a 10 year old, 10 or 10 and 11, that's major. They have play dates every five minutes. So that was really hard for him. But again, we were like, but we can have fun together and we're going to teach you like how to have fun and love the skin that you're in. Like you don't really, you know, need gobs and gobs of friends. You just need a few people that love you unconditionally and we will get you through this. And so, you know, I, I don't know your past about foster care and, and, you know, maybe some other things that you've been through, but I know that they were supposed to happen to get you exactly where you are today. And for that, I'm I agree. I agree with you on it. Like it's supposed to happen. And speaking of it, what's supposed to happen? Like, I know you heard Miss Greco said that she had a son who dealt with suicidal um, thoughts. I never suicide thoughts, but you know how you can overcome that by going on Amazon right now, putting my name in the Marcus Brewster. Are you typing from the hood to the church? And, and you grab my book, which is the sponsor of this podcast, but you grab my book from the hood to the church and you think you can't overcome none in life. Read that story and watch how you change your view and watch how you be, start living a joyful life. But back to this message. Um, is there anything else you want to share, Ms. Greco? Because you spoke on your TV show host. You spoke on you being a nutritionist, the mindset. Um, you got so many times. No, 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 no. Use a motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Use it. We got to just... touch on that. Then I... I'll let you go. No, that's... I just want to, I just want people to just, take a look at their life a little bit differently rather than what they don't have or should have had if it weren't for this other person or, you know, fill in the blank. Everybody has that story that they have had on repeat. What if we just looked at it a little bit differently and started to see the art of what is possible? And that's what I really want to leave people with, that you can have the life that you want. It just starts with owning where you are and there's nothing wrong with where you are. It may not be ideal, but you woke up today. That's a huge lesson for everybody to anchor to. Like I, I get to do this today. I get to be alive. And, you know, and if, if you can't see the beauty in your own life, step outside because there's a ton of it there. And that I promise you can get you through anything. It's, you know, I like to refer to that as joy in the smallest of moments, looking at the birds and how they're, you know, flying around like crazy. You can just find joy in talk. that. Just hearing the birds talk, Miss Greco, like that's yep. their communication. That's their form of language. What they be doing. That's yep. beautiful. Like wake up hearing that, like the nature, like hearing the bees buzz and like, and it's funny, like that's why you're the joyology. But it's funny, like People say bees are bad. No, bees only feel threatened. They attack when they feel threatened. Like, I be going in nature, Miss Greco, and I open my hand, and a bee will come land on my hand and just walk on my hand and fly away. Yeah. The, yeah, I did that with coyotes. I did that with coyotes earlier this year. There was a huge coyote going down the street, and I have, you know, my dogs are like 20 pounds. They're not big. 
and I got completely freaked out and I wouldn't go out for probably two weeks. I made my husband take them after dark. And then I finally said, you know what? You're crazy. They, that's their home that I am invading. And, you know, we can coexist as long as I don't threaten him. He's not going to threaten or her. They're not going to threaten me. And so again, it's mindset shift. And so you'll, you'll continually catch yourself. But if you start to, you know, direct your energy towards things that feel lighter, things that feel easier or happier, you'll start to realize you can carve in a completely different life for yourself overnight. Um, I do agree. Miss Draco, thank you for hanging out with me, the host of Seeking Out This Podcast. It's an amazing podcast. It's, thank you for hanging out on season 13. Um, is there anything you would like to share with my listeners, like a gem dropper, um, anything that they need to hear before you get off here? Anything. Well, I want to make sure they're subscribing to your podcast because seeking knowledge is is exactly where it's at. And thank you for all the work that you're doing because I think it's amazing and I think it's so necessary and you're inspiring and changing people's lives as we speak. So bravo to you and thank you for that. And then I would just say, you know, don't don't put things off. Start today make small, tiny changes, and you will be amazed at how they stack up over time to become these massive shifts in your life. And all it takes is that first step. First step, Chris. And I'm going to leave you with this. Y'all are not failures because y'all fall. Y'all are failures when y'all fall and stay down there. But until next time.